Welcome to IB Voices. For this Asia Pacific series, Educators Staying Connected, we've brought together leaders from across the Asia Pacific region to share the crucial role that our networks, associations, principal and school groups play in maintaining connection, sharing practice, and promoting collective and ongoing school improvement. Today, Rebecca Hammond, Melanie Brown, and David Burton form our discussion panel. I'm your host, Steve Wisher, IB World Schools Manager for Australasia. Today's guests expand upon the varied context introduced in the first episode. I'd like to introduce the panelists today. Rebecca Hammond is the Executive Assistant for IB Schools for Australasia the association representing IB schools in Australia, New Zealand and the Pacific. Melanie Brown is the IB Diploma Coordinator at Nexus International School in Singapore. She's the chair of the DP Singapore Malaysia Network and an IB examiner. And David Burton is a principal consultant at Independent Schools Victoria. He's the former head of campus at Woodley School and MYP Coordinator at the International School of Paris. David is an active IBE within the Asia Pacific region. Welcome, David. Melanie, you're the chair of the DP Network in Singapore. Can you tell us how the DP Network in Singapore operates? Sure. So when you become a coordinator in this region, you can join the Program Communities Group, which is the network group for Singapore, Malaysia, Brunei. We meet every quarter face-to-face. And two of those meetings are usually at the Singapore office. Uh, They kindly host us. And two meetings are in schools. One of those is a full day meeting in Malaysia because we want to make sure we include all of those coordinators that can't necessarily travel. Mm. And another of those meetings is in Singapore. They are also an opportunity to run job alikes. That's where teachers will run a session And on the agenda are any of the things that teachers are concerned about and want a little bit of extra training in. And then teachers from all over can sign up and go along to those. And we always make sure that those job alikes match the new courses or new subjects that when the guides changed so that everyone has a chance to talk about where they're at and get some support with that. So, yeah, four meetings a year. And two of those are quite big ones. How have you been able to maintain support during the COVID challenge? That's been harder. So we had a really big meeting and job alike session organised for Tanglin Trust School, but we had to postpone that. And instead, we had an online Zoom meeting with all of the coordinators. This is when COVID really sort of took hold we went into lockdown here in Singapore and they were already in lockdown in Malaysia. So we had to use online means to connect. And do you as a network connect with other networks, either across the region or across programs? Yes, we do. So we're really lucky that in a normal year, we can go along to the conferences and there we're able to connect with you know, networks in other regions and stay connected that way. It's become more difficult at this time because we can't physically go anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. And what are some of the initiatives that have been undertaken by the network over time in Singapore? 
Well, one of the sessions, we had a full day meeting in Malaysia and about four of us presented on academic integrity and how we handle issues in our schools. Mm. Uh, it was an opportunity for all the coordinators there to give their point of view or ask questions. And it led to a better understanding of where these problems originate, that you know, if we have an issue of academic integrity, it's not necessarily about a learner wanting to do something wrong. It's mm. that the situation or the environment around them has led to them making that decision. And so the conversations we had around that were really valuable. Another time, we spent a full day talking about language placement for language acquisition. In this region, Chinese B versus Mandarin ab initio, mm. that's <laughs> always a question. Where do you put somebody? How yeah. do you decide? And adequate challenge doesn't always give you the right answer. So together we developed a statement of understanding between all of us in the region. We presented that to the IB and they actually adopted some of that wording into what they released to schools. So there, there really is some power in that collective Absolutely. to give things to the IB and they can then work with those. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thanks for that, Melanie. I might move on to David now. Using your knowledge in your former roles, can you tell us about the importance of networks, particularly for schools new to the IB? Yeah, it's actually really interesting having come into a, a role where I'm part of a network or part of an organisation that's building networks, having come from a school and seen the benefits of being part of a network. It's actually interesting to see both sides of the fence. For me, in roles as an IB educator and as a school leader, I think networks are critical for schools. Particularly, I think, for independent schools who are fiercely proud of their individuality, their uniqueness, if you like, but they need to be connected in some way. And I think we've seen that with the COVID crisis and I think how important it has been, not just for teachers to be connected within a school, but for actually schools to be connected with one another and learning from one another. And I think that really came home to me recently where I was actually in the principal position during the crisis when that broke in March. And we were able to develop a continuous learning plan based on our international connections. So we were looking at what schools in Asia and in schools mm. in Europe were doing in terms of what was best practice, where I think the temptation was be to sort of peer around the corner and see what the neighbouring school was doing That's or right. responding to what parents wanted. And it gave us some real courage, I think, to say, well, this is actually best practice. We're building our programmes on what we know is working internationally and having that global outlook. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic insight. Thanks for that, David. Can you tell us about your current role that you've just moved into and, and how you communicate with schools and support schools in this role? Yeah, so I'm, I'm very new into the role. This is my third week in the role. so I'm still learning the ropes at ISV, but I work as a principal consultant. There's been a restructure actually within ISV, and I guess it was a recognition of the need to work in partnership more closely with schools. So I'm a principal consultant that's part of a school improvement team. So there's seven of us in that team. And we each have around 40 schools that we look after ourselves and we're in direct contact with those schools and that's in contact with principals, but actually also critically the pedagogical leadership of the schools, which mm. has been a missing piece, I think, in the past. I think in the past, the connection was with the principal class. And we all know that real change often happens from those pedagogical leaders. Yeah. You know, in an IB context, it's often the IB coordinators. So working with those leaders of teaching and learning as well, triaging issues, just making sure they're aware of the resources and the programs that ISV offers, 
And then I have an additional role within that team based on my background, I guess, with the IB, which is a focus on professional learning and a, and a, a specialism in professional learning. ISV is also actually keen to explore connections beyond Victoria as well, to explore global connections as well. So they're very happy for me, to, for example, to continue to work as an IB workshop leader, and I'm very keen to do so. So it's an evolving role, and some of the discussions we're having at the moment are around how can we support schools beyond COVID. I think at the moment we realise there's an opportunity for profound sustainable change in education and actually we've got the luxury of some thinking time and to be creative about what the future might look like as well so there's a lot of thinking and planning around the future of education as well. Well that probably leads into the next question what are some of the initiatives that ISV are exploring at the moment in terms of supporting schools? Definitely building networks beyond Victoria as I've mentioned. Yeah. I think a focus on action research and supporting action research within schools. So it's us taking on a role as a coach, maybe a coach with a leadership team, or supporting action research within schools, because we know that's the model of professional learning that has most impact. As much as we all love to go to our IB conferences, we know that that's actually where sustained change often happens in schools over time, and often through a coaching and mentoring relationship. So I think it's looking at a closer relationship between ISV and schools and then closer relationships within ISV that network as well so drawing on what Melanie was talking about those job alikes looking at a similar model and building that model where teachers from the same subject area or well-being leaders can get together and share experiences as well. Fantastic so there's a really strong understanding that connection and networking is an important and crucial element in terms of how schools continue their ongoing school improvement. If there's one benefit from COVID from schools, it's a realisation that teachers and leaders and schools working together is the way to go. At my previous school, it was certainly our priority was teacher collaboration. It was in our strategic priority. But COVID actually managed to fast track that. Whereas some of the resistance we had from that evaporated when there was a realisation that the only way to get through this was working together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, David. Thank you all for sharing your context and how connection is supported within your learning communities. Rebecca, can you tell us about IB Schools Australasia? What do they do? What do they offer? Sure. So we're the Association of IB Schools in Australasia. So it encompasses Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Fiji and the Southwest Pacific Islands. And we represent 163 schools at the moment. That includes multi-campus schools. So multi-campus schools we consider as one school rather than multiple schools. And we assist principals, all the coordinators, PYP, NYP, DP and CP, and teachers as well within those schools. Okay. And what sort of services do you offer? So the most popular at the moment has to be the career service. So we provide a weekly bulletin that goes out to IB teachers, coordinators, anyone interested within the IB, and we advertise employment opportunities within our member schools on our website. So that's all included as part of the yearly membership fee. We also provide professional learning events. So our first conference for a number of years will be held next June, which is IBSA 2021, Understanding Local to Embrace Global. We also provide a speaker series, which happens each year at a number of different venues within Australasia. And we provide sort of assistance to schools with any queries they might have about the IAB. So we're sort of a centralised network of support. And we also 
for instance, if we've got a group of schools that want to promote something to the IB, we are sort of a united voice for that as well. Yep. And we also provide certificates for students who are graduating various subjects. And we also provide marketing for schools. So we have an extra platform on our website where schools can advertise what they offer, tell a little bit more about their IB programs. They can add videos and virtual tours, which at the moment with COVID is really important because obviously it's more difficult for schools to get their information out there. So yeah, that's just some of the services we provide. Yeah, fantastic. And it's interesting because in the last podcast, we were talking about how networks connect with each other to share common issues or areas of concern with the IB or with other organisations. IB Schools Australasia would be a great facilitator and represent those networks with the IB. Yeah, exactly. So we're not designed to replace networks. We're designed to work alongside the networks. So obviously, if you're a PYP coordinator in South Australia, you'll be a member of that network. But we also provide additional services and we also provide services to the networks within Australasia. If they want a broader audience for their professional learning opportunities, for example, then they can contact us and we can put it up on our website and we can advertise those services for them as well. So we work quite strongly with the networks. We had an instance, the New Zealand DP coordinators really wanted to look at adding an extra DP subject. So we did all the work for them. And then we're able to take that information to the IB and say, look, this is what the schools in Australasia are really interested in doing. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that, Rebecca. We've got all the information on IB Schools Australasia, and it's certainly an area that teachers and schools should be aware of and connect with as often as possible for a variety of reasons. So thanks for your time today. Have you got any final tips or strategies with regard to connection in this challenging environment or initiatives that may boost or maintain connection? Melanie? What we've found with the whole pandemic situation is that things have changed really rapidly. Rules have changed around the review systems once examinations were cancelled and coordinators can't know all the answers. Mm. So don't hesitate to connect. Don't hesitate to ask a question because somebody else will want to know the answer too. Mm. And use your network, but also use IB Answers. They're gold. They'll really help you out too. So it's about connection and not hesitating sometimes you need an answer quickly yeah great advice and finally david i would say have the courage to share to put yourself out there ideally as a school team to be prepared to share something that you're working on to share good practice across a network whether that's a conference or a job alike it's actually a great team building experience in itself i mean actually often leads to improvement in actually what you're trying to achieve but it's a great way of actually building your network and building connections and finding some partners in what you're actually trying to achieve. I'd like to thank our panellists again for supporting IB Voices. It was great to see the connections between the IB Heads Council, principal groups, IB Schools Australasia and coordinator networks. These clusters organise to guide and support stakeholders across Australasia and represent the interests of our schools. These groups continue to evolve and innovate to provide the best possible IB experience for students. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check more episodes of IB Voices on Spotify, 
and Apple Podcast. Join us next time for more stories from our students, teachers, educators, and more.